Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, July 27th. My symptoms were mild, my recovery was quick, and I'm feeling great. President Joe Biden ending his COVID isolation. He had a negative test. And my Lord, there's a pile of work to be done, especially on issue number one, the economy. There is a slew of really important economic data out this week, and it gets at how complex this economy is that we are living with right now. Yes, in the United States, but globally as well. We know inflation is high, and we know the Federal Reserve is trying to bring that down to cool things off. Tuesday, we learned how consumers are feeling these days, and it's not great news. Overall, consumer confidence for July fell again for the third month in a row, a decline driven by consumers souring on the state of business conditions. That's according to the latest survey on consumer attitudes, intentions, and expectations from the conference board. And today, the Federal Reserve went ahead with its highly anticipated aggressive move to raise interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point. This is how Fed Chair Jerome Powell described the Fed's actions in an announcement today. Today's increase in the target range is the second 75 basis point increase in as many meetings. While another unusually large increase could be appropriate at our next meeting, That is a decision that will depend on the data we get between now and then. Now, a little context on what this means. Things are going to be more expensive to borrow now for things like mortgages or car loans. The Fed hopes that this will encourage people to spend less, which will ultimately cool down inflation. But the risk is that the Fed could potentially overdo it and slow down the economy too much that it accidentally sparks a recession that perhaps drives up unemployment. President Biden, for his part, doesn't think that the country is going to see a recession. Here he was speaking virtually earlier this week. We're not going to be in a recession, uh, in my view. My, my hope is we go from this rapid growth to steady growth. And uh, so see, we'll see some coming down. Here's Fed Chair Powell addressing how the central bank will work without triggering more economic hardship. So we're we're trying to do just the right amount, right? We're not not trying to have a recession, and we don't think we have to. We think that there's a path for us to be able to bring inflation down while sustaining a strong labor market. I do not think the U.S. is currently in a recession. And the reason is there are just too many areas of the economy that are are performing too well. And, And, of course, I would point to the labor market. Whether the U.S. economy is in a recession or not is going to become a semantic political game in the days ahead. Tomorrow, we're going to see how much the economy grew or shrank from April to June when we learn the GDP numbers. In the first quarter of the year, the economy shrank. If Thursday's numbers show that it shrank in quarter two as well, that's going to be one factor, two consecutive quarters of negative growth, that can determine that the U.S. economy is in a recession. Now, it's not the only factor, and not all recessions are the same. That's why you see White House aides working overtime this week to try and dissuade the public from believing the economy is in a recession. 
Officials are trying to explain that the health of the economy is strong even as Americans are suffering the impacts of high inflation. Here's White House economic advisor Brian Deese, who spoke about these upcoming GDP numbers and how he tried to frame the conversation. During that three-month period, the economy created 1.2 million jobs, about 400,000 jobs a month. Never in the history of our country have we had a recession where the economy was creating jobs, period. Deese went on to say the White House wants to make things like prescription drugs and other products more affordable for Americans, but that Congress hasn't passed legislation yet and the August recess is quickly approaching. Now, I will leave it up to economists to determine exactly if we are or are not in a recession, but I guarantee you the political debate will be every Republican will be calling the U.S. economy an economy in a recession if indeed we see this second consecutive quarter of negative growth. And every Democrat and every official from the administration is going to be out there arguing about the strong labor market and how that refutes the notion that the American economy is in a recession. But here's the reality for Americans. As with everything economic related, it's how you feel. Our new CNN poll that was out last week showed 64% of Americans believe the U.S. economy is in a recession right now. So this may be a political wordsmithing game, but it seems the public has already moved on from it. One of the other big economic headaches this summer for President Biden and his team has been the pain at the pump that Americans have been feeling when they go to fill up their gas tanks. AAA reports the national average for a regular gallon of gas is now $4.32. A week ago, it was about 15 cents higher at $4.47. And a month ago, it was about $4.90. So that is good news. However, it's still really high and really expensive to fill up your tank. Give a listen to Jared Bernstein on CNN today. He's another White House economic advisor who touted the fact that gas prices are on the decline, but point out there is more work to be done. We have much more work to do, and we're going to continue to do that. But some of our work is actually reflected in these lower prices, particularly the president's release of all those barrels of oil from the strategic reserve. This White House and Democrats up for re-election this year are clearly going to have to make their way through this morass of economic data out this week that suggests there are real challenges for Americans in this current economy. And there's no doubt that that is having an impact on the president's standing with the American people and, by the way, with his own party. Our brand new CNN poll just out yesterday had an astounding statistic in it. 75% of Democratic and Democratic-leading voters want their party to nominate someone other than President Biden for the 2024 election. That is an extraordinarily high number from an incumbent president's fellow partisans, and it represents a sharp increase from when we asked that earlier this year. Back in January, February, 51% of Democrats and Democratic leaners said that they wanted someone other than Biden. That was pretty eye-popping at the time, too, but it has dramatically grown. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 
Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.